Good morning, it's July 18th. We're reading through the Bible in a year, and this morning we've got three Psalms, Psalm 25, Psalm 26, and Psalm 27. Another set of Davidic Psalms here that show us David's trust and his hope and his boldness, his courage. And these are a great set of virtues that we all need to reflect, and we can see this as we read these devotionally and carefully here this morning. So let's start with verse uh, chapter 25. Uh, he speaks of the trust that he has in God, and I love the way that he has a sense that God is going to get him through this life and deal with those uh, who are opposed to God and his truth and him, therefore, as he stands with God. And uh, I also love the way it unfolds that he wants God to make known the path for him and that he's already committed to saying, God, lead me in that way. Lead me in your truth. And I think that's so important for us to realize that we're not waiting for God to reveal his will uh, in any particular area of life. So then we can decide whether or not we want to do it. We've got to have this perspective that David has. A real confidence in God says that I can hand him the signed check, so to speak. I can authorize the transaction ahead of time and let God make the decision as to what it will be, how much it'll be, how much it'll cost, which direction it'll take me in life. So super important just as David displays that in his worship here in this psalm. In chapter 26, Psalm 26, vindicate me is the theme. He wants God to take care of the issue of his opponents who are slandering him and deriding him. And another real practical response to all that here is the way he demonstrates and speaks of his love for the house of God, for the place where God is worshipped in the Old Testament, where the people would come together to worship God and his love for that, just to be near to God in any way that he could, and uh, to have that sense of nearness to God, even by having a nearness to the place in which they would worship and meet God, just like you. I hope there's a place you meet God in the morning, so to speak, in your time of prayer, and your Bible study, and uh, to kind of long for that place is a good thing, both geographically, obviously, and spiritually. Uh, Psalm 27, a great opening here about the Lord being light and uh, life and salvation. Uh, the Lord is of my light and my salvation, and that uh, idea of fearlessness or courage, as I said, that comes from this great expression of David saying that I'm not going to be afraid. I am not going to be concerned, overly concerned or stressed about the people that come against me. I'm going to be confident. I'm going to trust that God will hide me in his protective care. And uh, look at the optimism at the end of this psalm. I, you'll see, I believe that I'm going to look on the goodness of the Lord and the land of the living. I, I am going to tell myself to, to, to be strong and to take courage. And he expresses that as a statement to other people as well, which of course includes himself. Great set of psalms. Now, uh, Acts 20, verses 17 through 38, the second half of this chapter. Powerful and dramatic goodbye after three and a half years of ministry here. Um, Paul's going to leave the Ephesians, and he's going to say goodbye to these Ephesian elders, as it says there. The presbyteros, um, that word in Greek, uh, well, it's a parallel word, a synonymous word with the appointment of the pastors, the episkopos, the overseers, uh, that upper tier level of leadership in the church, uh, that direct, administrate, teach, make decisions about the direction of the church, that level of leadership, he calls them together, and he speaks directly to them with uh, um, frustration, in, in a sense, a consternation over the fact that there's going to be false teachers that arise in the church that they're going to have to contend and, and protect the flock from. And so he says he's innocent, 
And he's done all that he can do. He's proclaimed. He didn't shrink back from proclaiming the whole counsel of God. That's where we get that phrase from, from this great chapter, Acts 20. And um, he says now, just be careful, be on guard. And they weep and they cry as he goes off to the ship, to the port, and uh, leaves the Ephesian uh, church. And all the area here is he goes and says, I'm not coming back. And, of course, that was the thing that struck their heart. Our community imperative today, the thing that we're going to work on, I trust, is in Romans chapter 16, verses 1 and 2. Phoebe is this uh, servant of the church. That's the same word, a feminine form for uh, the word we usually translate deacon. Uh, so she's a important servant in the church. And I love the way he starts this. I commend her to you. Uh, I, I want you, verse 2, to welcome her in the Lord in a way that's worthy of the saints and help her in whatever she may need from you. For she's been a, a patron of many and uh, of myself as well. Now, I could look at the community imperative from their perspective as receiving this exhortation, or I can look at it in the way I'd like to today, and that is to see you parallel Paul's commendation of other people. So I put it this way. You need to compliment and commend each other, of course, for commendable actions, for commendable things, and commendable people. But if there are people in your life that have been uh, good, that have been demonstrating the kind of uh, honor that... Uh, um, you know, that is worthy of, of Christians, that they've been doing things that have been um, things that are worthy of compliment, then I think the Christians need to do what Paul does. And I know some Christians that won't compliment anyone. They're just afraid to compliment it. They won't do it. They only they think the praise belongs only to the Lord. Well, here's a good example, and there's several others in Scripture of us as Christians praising and complimenting and commending other people. And uh, so find someone Talk to a third party about a second party. In other words, talk to a person about someone that you are commending. Just like Paul's talking about Phoebe here. Uh, say some good and positive, commendable things about someone that you know that's a Christian to someone else. That's a good and godly practice. And I encourage you to do it. Compliment and commend each other today.